0: Hello and welcome again to the Cycling Dads Podcast, the podcast for dads who ride. I am Aaron Thomas-Smith, your host, joined as always with... Devin Palmer, Remax Results. Uh, and uh, and Devin, how was how your uh, midsummer weekend?
1: Really good, Aaron. Really good. It was a real solid weekend. What'd you do? Little of this, little of that. We're in a phase of trying to settle into a new house, so it all goes by in a blur. Yeah, It feels like we're not doing anything, but slowly we're getting some stuff out of boxes and feeling more settled. How many boxes do you still have in your house on So many. So, so, so many. Aaron, do you want boxes of stuff? I'll just sell it to you.
0: I... Well, I don't know what's in the boxes. Do you know Exa- what's in hey, the boxes? Hey, exactly.
1: It's like an investment in your future. It's an investment in my future. I'm just going to gamble yep. with some boxes. That's right. Hey, De- we went to um, open swim this morning at Lake Nokomis. Uh If you don't know Lake Nokomis in South Minneapolis, if you swim across it normally, the park police will give you a big fat ticket. If you swim across it during open swim, when the parks department um, has put together a series of buoys and they have lifeguards out, then you'll just gain fitness and have a nice time. So, Thea and I each did a lap at the lake this morning, and Svea just played at the beach.
0: Real real quick, though.
1: Yes. Real quick. Um,
0: You're telling me I can't just... This is America. I can't just get in a lake
1: and swim across it? Like, that's against the law? My Norwegian friend, Jorgen, who came here for the University of Minnesota, did that. He just swam across because it's just a lake and he's a, it's a lake. It's there, yeah, man. Pretty straightforward. Swim across the lake. He got across and some people on the other side were like, hey, there's a cop back where you started from. They want to talk to you. And so he swam back across and the cop was like, <laughs> you can't do that. I'm going to write you a ticket. And he said... He played the Norwegian card and laid it on thick. Like, how could I know is, I'm from Norway? Is
0: that a card? Is that a thing you can play?
1: Fla- like, da- so he he finagled his way out of the ticket. He
0: finagled his way. I feel like at that point, though, like, so he's done the thing. He's gone across the water. Yep. He's on the other side of the lake. Was he originally intending to go back to the other? Yeah, side you of had. The lake? Well,
1: I mean, when. You, If you have your stuff with you, you have to go back to where your stuff is.
0: There's really no point to point swimming is what I'm saying.
1: If you are all, if you bring all of your things with you, you're used to cycling where you have pockets. Okay. Uh And you can put things on your bike Uh when you're swimming. Do you arrive at the beach where you're going to swim with no extra items whatsoever?
0: I just feel like that would be an extra challenge and also incredibly confusing for the people watching <laughs> <at> the beach.
1: <laughs> so it was just long story short. Open swim is a nice program that actually a friend of ours does through the parks department. Um, so we really appreciate it. We try to take advantage of it. That sounds lovely. That sounds like a lovely yep, morning. So it was a nice morning. And Hey, we followed that up by getting brunch at Heather's. That sounds delicious. It, can we just move forward with plugging small local businesses in the hopes that they will give us a free brunch someday or a free beer?
0: I'm all for talking about brunch as much as we want. This weekend, I made uh, uh, just some killer banana pecan pancakes.
1: Um, I saw that, bit. and you you made them for the whole group ride this morning, and that was really, really thoughtful of what you yeah,
0: did. Yeah, I made none of them for the group ride this morning, actually. Uh, absolutely none. Um, but I did, I made them for my children. It was also my fourth day in a row of, uh, making whipped cream from scratch, uh, which I have this weird thing where, uh, I really want to get it like down below three minutes to make whipped cream just by like whipping it with a whisk, uh, which you can do. No, 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 no no mixer. mixer. No, I'm talking about like by hand, getting that forearm real, real nice and good. That right one. I just got no, Aaron. A, you know this motion. You said making it from right scratch. Here. Three
1: minutes. Yep. Okay, really, we get it. get we that get cream
0: it. nice and thick.
1: Really inappropriate. <laughs> Families are listening to this podcast, and you're making all kinds of inappropriate allusions. You said from scratch. Does that include milking the cow?
0: Does not include milking. I have no cow to so milk. It's really not from scratch. It's really. You're right. You know what? You're right. I and mean, you're right, Devin. You're right.
1: Okay. So you made whipped
0: cream, you made pancakes for your kids. Did you go biking? I did. I did uh, this Sunday. I had a, just like a weird, like I I was just a little bit under the weather pretty much all of last week. And it was, it was just a little stressful. So I actually did not get right back into my four week um, uh, uh, block of training again. So I'm kind of of just, I kind of just took a chill week. So I I did the copyright last Sunday. I did the Birchwood copyright this Sunday. We had six new people who had all heard about the copyright either via this podcast or um, through online kind of discussions, which made me feel really good. People I've really never met before. And they all had a really good time. It was a great ride. I mean, the copyright is just a very welcoming environment. And um, I did uh, earn a new nickname today. Why don't you tell us what that is? I don't know if I want I don't know if I want to. I think I don't want to. It's
1: hot pants.
0: Yes. Yes, it is hot pants. It is. I have, I have now been referred to as hot pants.
1: Why would anyone call you hot
0: pants? I mean there's obvious reasons. Um not to me. <laughs> Uh I you know, I get a little I get a little spicy on some of these rides. There's a section of of our route, of the beloved airport route, which is spicy like a, as in riding fast? As in riding fast. A little bit You. A little bit of a uphill no, pill with a with a little bit of a headwind occasionally. And I you know you I, get spicy. I don't know what, something I'd like to talk about, Devin. Is this something that ever happens to you when you're leading a ride? When you're and and listeners, please let me know if this happens to you. When you're leading a ride and you're at the You're at the front and you're working hard, right? You're, you're looking down and you're seeing numbers that like I'm working hard, but you also feel like, well, the people behind me are still chatting away. So I'm not going too hard. I'm not working too hard, but you're not taking into account for like three or four rows back where you're not hearing the people and they're just getting blown off the back. And that is why I
1: have been called hot pants. Wow. Mr. Inclusivity, Mr. All are welcome. You're just shelling people out the back.
0: No one got dropped today. There were zero drops. Everyone was. I I heard about uh, Jared Waugh's technique, who is a former Birchie, of leading a group ride via the middle of the group. And I think I'm going to start doing that. Because one, then I get the draft. Two, I do not fall victim to the mindset of, well, I'm working hard and I feel bad because I'm out of shape. When really, I'm just shelling people. And then, uh, I, yeah, it's just a little bit. It's a little bit more fun because when you get on the front you only really like talk to one person and
1: that's not super enjoyable. Hot pants.
0: Hot pants. Can't, hot pants.
1: Can't say that I see it, but hey, at, to each their own. This is America. To each their own. To each
0: their own. So uh, in that in you know, in that kind of that vibe of like it is the middle of summer, right? Yep. It's super hot. I think we're getting to that point where everyone's kind of like you, you came in the seasons, you know, super like ready to go, uh, a lot of motivation, a lot of energy. And then you kind of get to the point where, in Minnesota, at least, I think everyone gets a little kind of not done with it, but like it's it, the motivation isn't quite there, right? You're kind of in the middle of the, and, and it gets super hot. That's kind of where I'm at. I don't know about you, Devin. Where, where are you? I'm having a different problem. What is your different? Pro- what is your problem? My problem. Why don't we is, talk I about don't... my problem? I'm going to talk about my problem. Why don't we talk about your problem? Never mind. I already asked you. Do you, What's you want your to problem? talk
1: about your midsummer problem, or do you want to talk about my problem?
0: Let's talk about your problem. We'll talk about both problems. My problem
1: is that I'm enjoying running more than cycling right now.
0: You're enjoying. I. You know. Now that you say that, I'm noticing. <laughs> On the Zoom call, uh, there's a T-shirt you're wearing that is one of my favorite T-shirts, actually. Mill City Running. Uh, so you're enjoying running a little bit too much.
1: It's funny. I haven't even shifted the scales in terms of what I'm doing. I'm My Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday run schedule has been the same for as many, many months. And my ride schedule has been three or four rides. T- this week, it was only three. So it's been the same for many, many months. But suddenly, there was a period in June. My riding legs felt good for a couple of weeks, and then in just in the last couple of weeks, my runs have felt really nice. I've really enjoyed them. Uh, so I just I don't have a great explanation for it. But whenever some I'm a hedonist with my training, so whenever something is feeling good, I gravitate towards that. Whatever feels good, that's where you go to. Yep. Whatever feels good. <laughs> And what's because there's no there's no overarching goal. I'm not prepping for any events. So if I pivot and put more of my care into running for a few months, as long as I don't drop off the face of the earth with cycling, there's no, really no detriment.
0: Yeah, who cares? Yeah. I mean, I, that was the thing. I think, you know, we talk about a lot like lowered expectations, but I also think like just the grace of specifically with training where you can be like. Like I just took a week off. I'm going to be like 100% honest right now. Big reason I took that week off was I got a new Xbox. I wanted to play the Xbox. I didn't want to, I didn't want to get on my bike uh, after the kids went down. You know like the it was like okay, Red Dead Redemption 2 or uh you know get on my do so the same earlier way I've been doing. Would you please earlier you
1: said you were feeling under the, I weather. was also
0: a little under the weather. I was also I had a little bit of sniffles. So, so a, little a little under the weather
1: helped. It's also a lot
0: owning a new Xbox, but a lot owning a new Xbox. Yeah, and it, and it's been you know. But now that I've done that, right? Like today's ride, I was looking down and I'm like, oh, I feel really good today. Like I, I'm rested, I'm recovered, and it was definitely like. You know, I feel fast. I feel strong. There's I, I I'm ready for that next block. So I think, yeah, like, totally, like, just do what you want to do. Like, we're not it's not I'm not doing the Olympics, right? Like, I don't need to. I don't know. I don't know. I think I think I don't need to be the fastest guy anymore. I don't know
1: about you, Dev. I got to beat you. Very bad misuse of the word anymore there, Aaron. You said anymore. more." <laughs> Aaron. <laughs> I didn't say I was. Let me clarify. Yes, you did. You said, I don't need to be let the fastest me, guy anymore. Let me
0: clarify. That's a great point. Let me clarify. I've never been the wow. fastest guy. No, uh, Brandon, Krawcheck, <laughs> Brandon Krawcheck just showed up randomly at our mm. door the other day. Both of our doors, right? Separately. Yeah. And uh, I, he told me how many Strava KOMs he has, uh, which I did not realize this number was attainable. Do you know how many Strava KOMs Brandon has? What is the actual number?
1: It's north of 600. I believe it. Have you been around Brandon when he's plotting and scheming? The level of detail he goes into when he's plotting and scheming. How how many
0: segments are there in in Minneapolis? And he's been in Memphis. How many Strava segments are in freaking thousands?
1: Because you can make one segment might actually be three because there'll be different variants of it. He's just making them. He does. I'm sure he makes a few of them. That's what it is. Um, But to his credit, he's not just inventing easy ones to have them. Well, he, he came up like here that. and he's, I mean, he's, he's been a, in town for
0: what, like a week or so. And he, he was going out and doing the Dakota rail trail, which as a, as a Strava KOM, uh, if we're talking about Strava KOMs, like playing the board game risk is a brilliant move because that's about to be closed down for, uh, uh various, I don't know why. Yeah. And he goes out and it's like, every ride is like eight, 10, 12 new KOMs. He's focused. That's what he's oriented towards. But my point is, I don't need to do that. I don't, I'm not trying to do that anymore. I'm not well, trying. To, I have what? zero KOMs. I'm very happy with that. If
1: Brandon had the calm, you literally need like an 80 mile per hour tailwind to take it from Brandon.
0: There is one calm. I'm not going to say it on this podcast because all y'all are sharks.
1: <laughs> do you even have any?
0: But there is, I have zero comms, but there is one. Comm. Wait, 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 wait. You actually don't have any. I have zero comms. <laughs> oh. But there is one comm
1: that I'm. In. You don't have any? You got you have one. How many man. do you have? You have? I don't do have? know, but I got some.
0: How many do you have?
1: I literally don't know the number. I'm going to find out.
0: Wait, yeah, no, you, take don't, a you don't have. I can't do that. You're not even on Strava.
1: I am. I'm just not active currently. I haven't been active. You're on since. Strava? Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen I just haven't I been literally God, He did not have an account
0: on Strava. No, I got many hey, accounts. Devin Palmer. Devin Palmer. Yeah, there I am. There's a lot of zeros, is all I'm gonna say. Uh, yeah. for folks who are listening, let's see what we got. Uh da, 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 Trophy if,
1: Case. If you, you could just If you could be quiet for one moment. So I Brandon Prochek, our good friend. He set some of the most competitive comms in the metro. One summer day on West River Road, there's some really fiercely contested ones, and he, he goes out on a shiv with a disc and a front race wheel in a Tempest. I, I can't see. What, Aaron is holding a phone. Yeah, I have a lot of comps. I'm very good at cycling. I don't know why you don't realize I'm going to start
0: checking these out. Yeah, come at me. Some of these are... Go ahead and see what happens. Some of these are doable. (laughs) Aaron, I used to be very strong. There was a time. Uh, I have many questions. Many questions about how these... Oh, this one is clearly you left your phone on when you were in the car.
1: Are we... Aaron is on his phone, looking through my war chest of phenomenal KOMs because I, mean, I it used to be very strong. I expected, I'll be honest. Nineteen. Okay, there you go. You are welcome. Nineteen
0: comms. Nineteen folks. Nineteen comms. Uh, there is a Madeline Island one. I am not going after that one. Yeah,
1: I am going to go get a few more uh, in a few weeks. Anyways, Brandon rode through a. Tempest, very, very, very unsafe conditions, but he knew he could get a giant tailwind, so he snatched a bunch that day. He is not; he risks life and limb. His respect for traffic laws while he's pursuing these things is oh, negligible. No.
0: Yeah, there's no respect for traffic laws.
1: Everything is on the line for these. So, yep, yep. Do you,
0: I mean again for the for the third for the empty chair in the room? Right for the listener. Do you are you one of these people who will? just blaze through a, a stoplight to get that calm. I mean, most comms at, at one point you have to, there's, I don't, I know a very few comms where you don't at least have to
1: ignore a stop sign. It totally depends. There's some, there's one on the Like if you're going around the top, the North side of Lake Nickomas, the lake right at the top, there's an intersection, but you can't, you can't see if someone's coming when you're when you're headed westbound, you cannot see if someone is coming, so that one scares me. That one, I probably would be too timid to go through there at like thirty miles an hour because you could just get creamed, and that's not worth it. But there are others like if if you can see the intersection clearly and you can kind of you can take a more calculated risk, I, I wouldn't have a problem with that. But am I willing to endanger my life for a on Strava? Not really. Is is our or friend Brandon? War chest yeah. says otherwise. But this was all pre-kid. This was pre-kid? Well, here's the problem, Aaron, is my best days are well behind me. So all I get now is the email. You wouldn't know about this, Aaron. When you have (laughs) cops, when you have them, if someone takes them, Strava, in their effort to keep you engaged with their platform, sends you an email. "Uh Uh-oh, so-and-so has dethroned you. Have you ever gotten an uh uh-oh email? I have. So
0: I've been doing Strava since like 2011 when the beta came out, and I, there were a number of comms, including comms now that were are far. I'll never be able to get them because they were the you know NSGP route, right? Like okay, oh, Tom Zerbal, yeah. I'm not going to beat your ass. Um, but like I used to own the the summit KOM like way back in the day. Um, but yeah, no, I mean now that now that there's actual good uh, cyclists on Strava, like no, I've just. But the whole reason of that, uh, uh, Mr. Devin, was just to, to illustrate that, like, yeah, I'm, I'm just here to enjoy riding my bike. And uh, sometimes I'm going to take a week off, and that's fine. And that's, hey, that's just And then we fine. turned that into a big old dick measuring contest. So thank you for that.
1: You made <sighs> fake claims, and I held you accountable. <laughs> and then you tried to impugn my reputation and you went and found some facts. So Devin, yep. Today, we're mm-hmm. right. We're taking it easy.
0: This is our chill cast. We don't have an interviewee. We're going to have one for next week. I actually was just talking to him today. A uh, really nice guy. Really excited to to tell his story. Um, but today, I thought we could just because I, I, we we get the occasional Facebook, Instagram comment message, which basically boils down to how do I do this dad thing better? And I want to preface this with, um, I am uh, by no means uh, saying that I'm an expert uh, at this at all. Um, And uh, similar to all of my caveats about training and fasting and keto, like I've just tried stuff and this is what's worked for me. And this was what hasn't worked for me. And I'm going to, I'm just going to say it's going to be the same thing for parenthood. Devon. Do you got, do you got, or are you just going to straight up say that you're a, uh, you're a, uh, you're an expert? Oh, I'm not an expert at all.
1: <laughs> you're just making a face like you were going to, no, no, you no. You're going to come out and be like, I would say the, uh, the best play you can make is having a kid with a terrific spouse. That's the best play.
0: That's a real good play.
1: And then second best play is locating yourselves close to supportive grandparents.
0: That's a great play. I do feel like that locating yourself uh, uh, part has a lot to do with your current profession.
1: Are you suggesting that I got a new home for my family just because it cut the commute to my grandparents in half? Yes. You're correct, sir.
0: (laughs) No, the grandparents play, like, that's a great, that's a great place to start off because um, I, I mean, a lot of, I think a lot of people right now, especially people my age who are having kids, I mean, statistically, you probably have a number of grandparents at this point, some of which you're related to, some of which you aren't. Um, And being close to whoever you kind of find that, that most support, being able to drop your kid off, have them watch them for a moment. Um, take them for an evening. I mean, it's it It really cannot be overstated how great that is. Um, is that, I mean, how, do you take really good advantage of that, Devin? But how, I mean, how does that kind of play out for you?
1: We're on the far end of the spectrum where we have not had to use formal daycare yet. Whoa. Yeah, not at all. So she's going to be two in just a few weeks and we haven't had to do formal daycare just because we've had, Every time we've needed coverage, we can rely on grandparents. Zero daycare. Yep. So that's, I would say that's got to be like one extreme end of the spectrum, the other being zero grandparent activity.
0: Yeah. Yep. And I I mean, I think a lot of people, especially my age, the idea was like, you get out of high school, you go to college, you don't come home, right? Like you're going to go somewhere else and set your own setup. And there's just, I mean, there's so much difficult about, especially if you want to go with like, the nuclear family route of, of really kind of setting it up. Like you're missing out on even simple things like being able to borrow a lawnmower if yours is broken or, or, you know, just all that stuff just really, you're starting from scratch. Um, You know, we're, we're kind of in between. We have uh, grandparents that are real close, but you know uh, we have grand, grandma and grandpa daycare on Tuesdays, which is really great. Um, That's helped us out a lot. And then we have uh, my mom who is, you know, whenever, really we want to, she'll just take the kids and uh, have them overnight and she just loves them. Right. And the only thing we have to deal with is uh, when that happens is she does spoil them (laughs) quite a bit, (laughs) but it, which is, you know, for me, it's like, that's a fine thing. I'm, I'm totally okay with that. And, and, you know, I think, I I don't know if this is the case for you and and your uh, daughter, but when I pick up the kids from my mom, it's, there's, they're always the happiest I ever see them. Like I cannot make my children anywhere close to that happy,
1: uh, uh, like my mom kept. I think for us, in, in addition to everything you've said, not just making the kiddos happy, but taking some of the pressure off of us, it just feel like it, it's been a huge factor for us. And it's been and nothing but a blessing for us. So, uh, that's kind of the only smart piece of advice I have to offer as far as parenting. I really do wouldn't, wouldn't say I have anything else to anything else to give. Aaron, how about you? Well, I, I'd say the big thing that I'm
0: encountering right now is, um, as we've discussed, my son, my uh, eldest child, is a uh, uh, forthright and. Uh, A very high-energy person. He's an alpha. He's he's an alpha. And I, you know, as a person who, for a lot of my life, thought that type of behavior was negative or or needed to be suppressed or whatever, I'm starting to realize now the importance of letting him just kind of... Thank you. Um, the importance of letting him like take control of things and like do things, even when I'm not necessarily sure if he's quite ready for it yet. A good example is today we we're at uh, a friend's house for a, a baby shower and they actually had a, a, a pool, which was super fun. The kids love, you know, love going to the pools and um, both of them require a, a, like very hands on supervision at this point. They're not by any means just kind of swimming by themselves, really need to like, you know, to watch him. August has recently gotten to the point where, like, if he has a life jacket on, he can just kind of putter around, and he's he's totally fine, which is awesome. Um, but he still needs to to you know need to keep an eye on him. Yep. But today he's like, I want to take this off, like a life jacket off. I'm ready to go because he saw another kid his age, another little boy doing that, and he's like, Yeah, no, I I'm done. Like, I don't need this anymore. Like, I'm I'm you know. And for me, like my first thought is. F that man, like you're, you're leaving that on. Like, I don't want to have to pull you up from your shirt and deal with, like, uh, you know, water spreading out of your mouth. Like, let's, uh, you know, I'm water already having
1: out of your mouth. <laughs> <laughs>
0: like, I'm not, I'm not looking to end up at the ER tonight. Okay, August, like, let's, let's just chill. Um, But like I said, I've, I've just been kind of realizing like, if he's telling me he wants to do something, let's let him try it. And if something happens, I'm there and I can figure it out. And by the end of the night, like he was pretty much just swimming without a life jacket. And we've, we've paid a lot of money for swim lessons at FOSS and he, you know, really didn't take after it really wasn't a fan of it. And, um, yeah, just, just that switch of like, instead of us telling him to do something, he decided to do it. And it's all the difference. And I know that's going to be a big thing down the road. And I I don't want to squash that in him when he's this age. I want to allow that to kind of, you know, build and foster so that, you know, when he gets to be, uh, you know, making his own decisions in life and and really making his own way in life, I I think that's going to serve him well.
1: Um, So that sounds more than anything like a you comfortability. Yeah. I mean, it really just comes down to to make a jump and you could have fought him on it. You could have said, no, 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 no. And then you would have been fighting all day. Yep. And instead, I think you did a great move. Like, well, you know what? Let's let him go. And I'm just going to keep a close eye and we'll see. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yep. But I I totally get where your fear is coming from. And I, but I think you, I think
0: you made the right choice. Well, I did literally have to pull him out of the pool later, but not because he was drowning rather because he would not get out of the pool. Uh, and then there were some cupcakes with some blue buttercream icing, which I, as far as I can tell, were made out of permanent ink because their faces just turned into blue man group immediately. Um, but all that said, it was, it was a really good time. And, and yeah, I I think that's a, that's a big thing. It's just like knowing when to just let them, you know, take the reins and move forward. Lila, on the other hand, very much more like me, like super cautious and, you know, it takes a lot of pushing to like do anything. So, um low T is I believe the term you would use. Um, yeah. So that's, I mean, that that's kind of been the, the big lesson lately for me that, and, uh, also just like grace, man, grace for yourself. Like, so we're at we're at Ridgedale or sorry, Rosedale yesterday. And, uh, um, I really hope to God, none of you listeners were there. So we, I gave them like the full on, do you remember arcades, Devin? Did you ever do arcades?
1: Not a ton, to be honest. But, but I know but what you're talking about. Like,
0: yeah, yeah. So, so the kids finally encountered like a real arcade yesterday, and and that was like that was like a big part of my growing up, which I'm sure you can you can guess because I'm a I'm a I'm a nerd. And uh, uh, you know they they really take you know they they loved it right. It was a lot of fun. Played some air hockey, did the crane game thing, Space Invaders, whatever. Um, they had about three hours in them and about hour four was when the wheels started coming off. Right. Which you, you, I'm sure you've kind of entertained before where it's like, I need to get out here now. And of course we're at the complete opposite end of the mall mom's, you know, shopping. I don't want to bother her. And, um, we pass by one of those kiosks that are fully loaded with, uh, Alibaba, uh, you know, tram former toys perfect both kids end up sitting on the ground not moving an inch screaming about how much they want these toys and so you know all i can do is just pick them up right throw them over my shoulder and just start slowly farmer carrying my two children out of the mall uh which was incredibly busy because it was a saturday and uh, uh they were both screaming uh, let me go let me go which again not a great look
1: <laughs> Especially not for you. <laughs> not for me.
0: Not no. for you. <laughs> to which, I mean, if you ever hear a child yelling, let me go, and they're over the shoulder of a parent, and it's because they want a toy. If I was a kidnapper, I'd just buy them the goddamn toy. Like, that, that is so clearly not, like, you know it's a dad because they're screaming, let me go. You, like, I'm very, trying to tell them we're not going to buy it. I'm not going to pay $55 for something I just saw for 30 cents on Alibaba. I'm not going to do that.
1: Hey, Aaron, uh, if we could refrain from talking about strategic ways to do child trafficking in the future <laughs> on this podcast, I would just prefer we steer clear of that subject if we could.
0: <laughs> the point is, grab them. And I'm walking out and you know, I I think there's a point where like as a dad, you could really get into like aggro mode, right? Like that, that feeling is there. Like you're embarrassing me You're embarrassing yourselves. You're not, you know, like as opposed to that idea of like, man, you're probably super tired right now. Um, You're really high up on sugar right now. (laughs) You really didn't eat lunch. Like this is just a, a bad situation for you. Like you don't feel good, right? Like, and I understand why you're screaming. And, you know, while they're, while they're holstered over, you know, I'm thinking all those things and I'm trying to get myself into like the best possible mood I could, which at that point for me involved smiling and giggling, which is not <laughs> a great look again. No, a
1: bald giggling man, <laughs> a kid over each shoulder, walking out of a yep. crowded mall.
0: Yeah.
1: Help me. Where's my mommy? Help me. Where's my mommy? Yep.
0: Yep. Gee
1: Let me Liz. go. Yeah. Well, let so me just point idea. out for our listeners, parenting is, and if you're an aspiring dad or a prospective dad, parenting is not dignified.
0: No, parenting
1: is, you not will feel things cool. that you never wow. thought you'd feel. Do you, okay, riddle me this the satisfaction I get when I get a really big, sticky booger out of her nose, I didn't think. I didn't think I would be touching the boogers of another human being. No, you don't. But she gets giant boogers and she does not pick them properly. So it falls on us to clear her nostrils because they're like, that seems like a failure
0: of your, of your technique. I think you need to teach her a better technique. That
1: seems like your failure. <laughs> Aaron, if you ever criticize my child again, <laughs> it is lights I'm not out.
0: Criticizing your child. You're just I'm
1: criticizing. Do not criticize <laughs> my child.
0: I'm criticizing your booger technique, dude. But,
1: but point being, <laughs> I have now handled large, sticky boogers from my child, okay? Yep. And of course, yeah, there's all manner of, like, indignities. Like, Thea and I, <laughs> were are constantly like, okay, someone's at the door. Am I in, a, like, a state that is presentable to be seen by another adult human? Or is there, like... <laughs> food stains all over me like there milk randomly on my shirt the uh
0: the best thing that about last year about 2020 for me was not having to physically present myself to the people dropping off food or packages to my house like i could i could have the door closed and that could be an excuse for like well i don't want i don't want you know to social distancing right i'm trying to help you out when in actuality it's because i have you know uh, uh probably just like kid you know pee or or just boogers or you know i'm just disheveled and covered in cat hair and look disgusting and i do not want the pizza luce person to look at me and know this is who they're bringing the small pepperoni pizza because my children will not eat the food i made for them
1: yep undignified We when when svea has a meltdown there is a certain I don't know if it's shame, embarrassment, like fear. Like when you have, you're dealing with a meltdown in public. We're even, we'll take her for a walk. And if she starts to lose it, we're just like, please stop fussing around. Mm -hmm. We just need to walk you. We're like three blocks from home. How do you deal with that? Uh, It depends. Sometimes I'll take the power through strategy and just walk faster. Like maybe, <laughs> maybe by moving more quickly, we can keep you more engaged, or play a mini game like to, you know, accelerate the stroller like boom. Yep. Um, yep. My wife will get into more of negotiation. Like, okay, it's fair. we're just a few, bu-. you know. She, so she'll. We each have our own little tactics. I have bad news for you about the negotiation
0: tactic. Yes. It comes back it comes back. August's favorite thing to do is, you know, we'll be at Target or whatever and he'll mm-hmm. want something. And I'll be like, "Okay, buddy, it's time to go." And he'll be like, "I'm not going." Like, "But we need to go." "I will go if you buy me a Bakugan." <laughs> like, dude, that's not there's no negotiating here, you know, or like it's time to go to the bathroom. He's like, "I'm not going to the bathroom ever again." <laughs> <laughs> it's like, "Well, how much how much is me going to the bathroom worth to your dad? Is it worth eight dollars <laughs> for a Bakugan? Yeah, he's it comes back, it comes okay. back. In a oh, I do believe you. I do, do believe you. I think the funniest thing to me about tantrums and you can let me know if this is not. I think this is a good one to end up on because one, we don't talk about this a lot as as parents. Like when I'm you never like get down with another parent and talk about like, hey, how did you deal with your kid's last tantrum? Like, no, you're not doing that. So, for all you parents, I I really want to hear your thoughts on this. I'm going to post up a question on the um, thing, anyways. But um, the thing that I find the most interesting about tantrums is your like we have we evolved
1: to create small children, right? Yep, it's our Aaron. It is our biological imperative. It's our imperative.
0: Why then is my immediate feeling? To, to like, it's not to de escalate the situation, it's to, it's to bring it to jump a, in the frame, <laughs> violent end. Like, ah. why is my immediate feeling like to yell at them? And, and like, that does not help at all. And you read all the stuff where it's like, you just need to, and it works, right? Like, you get down to their level, you give them a hug, you, you know, whatever you can do to help them regulate their body and their emotions. That stuff works. That stuff is absolutely true. It works for me. It works for you know any, any individual with like a functioning emotion system. So but, our instinct. But our instinct is yep. so the other so, way. Yeah.
1: Why? I don't know. I agree Why with you. Evolution? When you're confronted with it and it's in your face and they're just losing it, it's like <sighs> it can
0: knock off. I, I have like vivid the memory of The first time August lost it and and I felt anger towards him for losing it. And this was that's like that switch between like, oh, sweet baby. Oh, so small, so tiny to like, oh, you're now this very small person that has, you know, very dumb ideas about how things work. And my job is to I don't know somehow guide you to, to think those are wrong. But yeah, that's, that's the thing that always blows my mind is like, why is my, why is every fiber of my being telling me that I need to just walk away from this child? This is Uh, not my child anymore. This child belongs to the world. This child belongs to Rosedale mall and (laughs) it will do just fine (laughs) with this transformer. Transformer. Um, Oh, Alibaba. Anyways, well, uh we'll uh we'll we'll have our our regular program next week um and lots um, of tour de, de france coverage that. right lots of lots of zero tour de france coverage um hey
1: come to the cycling dad's podcast for great insight on the tour de france
0: and where we don't talk about it at all i think we did start off with a little bit of talk about the connor mcgregor fight but we don't
1: need to. You, need to you mentioned it in pre-roll and not on here Conor McGregor, MMA dad, not cycling. No, he does cycling. He does. He does ride his bike. Yeah, he rides his bike. Do you think he would come on the podcast? Conor McGregor? I mean, he needs some
0: positive vibes at this point. So, you know, our 120 listeners might work out well for him.
1: Things are not growing great for that little fella. We might get him. Hey, in two, three years... (laughs) <laughs> he keeps losing fights we might he get he him after all fights.
0: we keep posting up stuff about tantrums boom we're if there. he uses one to two fights a
1: year a gets arrested crash. at least once a year He's yeah he could down, be on our podcast way up there was, a,
0: there was a short period of time where we could have gotten Lance Armstrong but I think that time is gone
1: hey that time is yet to come
0: oh I like it I like that time it. anyways is- Devin we should wrap it up Anything else you want to say before we before we finish this up and uh, head on out to another week of beautiful
1: Minnesota summer weather? It's okay to go running. Accept yourself if you want to go running. Are you? Is that for you? That's for you to stop bullying me.
0: okay that's good Devin's uh, note is it's okay if you are a runner and you're wearing a Bell City running uh, t-shirt and have completely abandoned cycling my thing is uh, it's okay to lead
1: from uh, the middle or the back of the pack. no your thing is okay it's okay to skip riding for a week to play Red Dead Redemption
0: I don't think we need to bring that up again good night by the way it's Minneapolis Puset that's my username so if any of you are on Red Dead (laughs) Redemption let's do some (laughs) heists together (laughs) And we will see you all next Monday with more information about. Oh, Aaron, uh, Aaron
1: before we go, seriously, yeah. and this is um, it's kind of a sad thing, but um, I am doing a GoFundMe to support a friend who tragically does not have any comms on Strava. <laughs> Help me raise money for him.
0: This has been the Cycling Desk Podcast, Aaron Thomas-Smith and Devin Palmer, Remax Results. See you all next Monday.